0: Well, thank you for listening to Sex and Boba. This is another episode. Uh, My name is Oliver Wong. And
1: I am Teresa Lowe.
0: All right. Okay, Teresa. Today, we are going to talk about siblings.
1: Okay, sounds good. I remember the topic that came up because um, for my birthday, my little sister bought me an iPhone. She and her husband did. And um, I remember when I went to the iPhone store, I told them that story. And they're so shocked. They're like, wow, your sister must really like you. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) I have never gotten any gift from my little brother. I've never given my little brother any gift.
1: Whoa. Like me and my little sister are like super, super close. And I I told the iPhone people, I was like, well, when we were kids, I really showed her around and I protected her from bullies. And I just feel like she kind of always remembered that. And like when we got older, she got a really good job and I did not.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And So, so she, there was an investment for you I
1: guess not on purpose But yeah it turned out to be So she and her husband always like When we got to dinners and stuff They always pay If we go on vacation They'll like take care of me yeah. And like wow it's so cool oh. And like I really feel really loved by them
0: I am never really close to my little brother He is six years younger than me We were a little close when we were kids But once we become an adult We just kind of drifted away And then I really barely talked to him well, Sometimes I will forget I have him as a brother.
1: <laughs> I didn't even know you had a brother.
0: Yeah, because I don't really talk about him. And he yeah. is still in Taiwan. And I think he's still in uh, graduate school. You you see, I don't even know what he's actually doing. I, I, yeah. How old is he? He's six years younger than me. So mm. I think right now he is 25.
1: And um, does he know what you do?
0: He Your does. Oh. All my family do.
1: And is he cool with it?
0: I don't know. I think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, cool. We don't we really talk. Yeah. Oh, I'm just gonna burp. Okay. The last time we talked was like uh, two years ago, and we even got into a little fight. And after that, we just kind of stopped talking.
1: <laughs> Whoa, two years! You haven't talked to him in two years. Well,
0: we like if it's like a Chinese New Year, I will uh, transfer a little money back to his Taiwanese bank account, mm-hmm. and I would tell him that hey, uh, withdraw the money and give it to mom and dad.
1: Do you know if he does?
0: Uh I think he does oh. because I will tell my parents hey I gave oh. little brother money <laughs> you guys better, better chase the money after him <laughs> <laughs>
1: My older sister and I, when we were younger, did not get along. And my dad always told me, he was like, we're investing everything in her, hoping that she'll trickle it down to you guys. And that did not happen. (laughs) But like, as we got older, though, like my sister, my older sister and I got closer and I guess maybe it did trickle down because now she has a really big house and she hosts parties and we all gather there. And so I was like, oh, okay, it it did kind of trickle down. I guess it didn't trickle down. I was hoping she would give me money directly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) but like really I was kind of actually impressed with my parents because they were always like your sisters will be the number one friends you have. And that's been true. So, my, sis- my older sister, I now consider her a good friend the way I consider my little sister a good friend. Yeah. So it really kind of ended up working out even more with time.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you are the middle child. I'm the middle. So a lot of people, they say the middle child, they usually get forgotten. Do you think in your experience that's true?
1: Yeah, I was like almost... Um, the problematic child where like I was always really jealous of my older sister because she was like so pretty and my parents gave her all the money so I'd always get her hand-me-downs and I always wanted her to like hang out with me and stuff and she's like you're a loser I don't want to hang out with you she like run away which now that I'm older I understand why it's like she wants to be her own person you know and then um, my little sister and I were like really close and I always made sure to take care of her because I didn't want her to feel the way my older sister treated me so I was like super nice to my little sister which worked out now (laughs) Um, But now We're all fine But that was Kind of our dynamic And like I was really artsy And my parents Really didn't support that They would always Tell me stories like Artists They'll always be poor No one appreciates art They are true
0: about that Yeah they
1: were were (laughs) right And the thing is My parents were right But at the same time That was my nature Mm -hmm. And so it was really Kind of hard Growing up Being told your nature Was just trash And like um, Yeah I always Kind of felt like Unsupported by my family Like not all of them But like Like I have a play and um my dad would come but then he'd act like he didn't care and then he'd like say that i wasn't very good in it you know like he's kind of a hater and then um i'd always want them to come to other stuff and they would sometimes come they didn't so i was always like lashing out when i was growing up and then it took me some time to like level out yeah now things are good
0: yeah yeah uh, I'm lucky like my parents they are always really supportive of my art but when I remember like when I was just there one time there was a little terrible like I, I was applying for college and then my mom she wanted me to start in business and then I chose uh, radio and television, which is not that bad of a choice. If you actually think about it, it's not technically art. It's still like you can still get a job if you have a degree in radio and television. You can be a journalist or whatever. But anyways, but my mom, she just went crazy. She's like, no, you cannot study radio and television. You better study in business. I was like, no. And then that one time we really got into a big fight. But I I noticed that as I got older and as I have more, you know, portfolio and stuff, my parents they are really supportive of what I do. I'm lucky that way. But I think the reason why they are supportive is because I'm making money. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Same with my parents is like, um, they're cool with what I do. I mean, they're not asking to look at my work. Yeah. But they um but they at least are cool with it. They're not judgy. Yeah. Like they're they can't wait for you to come over and yeah. like, you know, tell your cum dump story. Or <laughs> <laughs> I literally think If you told my mom Your cum dump story She'd just nod And be like great She'd be really supportive It makes no sense
0: Does she even know how a cum dump is Do I have to show her My picture <laughs> 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 Teresa's mom This is what a cum dump is This is at the Motel 6 That's why it looks A little stingy And that ass cheek Is mine <laughs> And the milk That is coming out Of my asshole Is not actually milk
1: do you really have that picture?
0: I don't think I have. I will have to make one.
1: <laughs> I totally believed you had that picture.
0: I could just grab a picture from the internet and say that it's my ass. They
1: would never know. They would never know. Yeah. But, like, that's the thing. It's like, I do think about that where. I'm glad I wasn't an only child because yeah. there's a certain period in my life where I really felt like my siblings were my only friends. Yeah. And like I think of like living in LA, I've been here now 15 years. I don't consider a lot of people friends, but I consider a lot of people yeah. to be acquaintances. Yeah. I think a lot of people come and go. Yes. But like, I don't know. Like what are your thoughts?
0: Well, uh well, I don't consider my little brother as a close friend cuz mm-hmm. we don't really talk. So that's a little sad, but I would like to get close to him. But I I think, I don't know about you, but I feel like six-year gap is a little big for me personally. So I couldn't really be friends with my little brother when we were uh, teenagers and stuff. But right now, I feel like I might be able to give him another chance. We can probably be friends again. But he's in Taiwan, I'm in the U.S., so physically, that's not really easy. Yeah. However, like coming back to the L.A. friendship stuff, I've been in L.A. for like almost eight years. I totally agree with what you say. People come and go. They're like balloons. They come and go.
1: <laughs> Balloon. I never thought of it, but yes, yeah.
0: Yeah, like they balloons. come and go, you know. Fly away. And I guess it's just like any other kind of big cities, San Francisco, New York City, L.A. Like people move to that city with a purpose. Mm-hmm. To chase a career, to chase dream, to be in Hollywood, to be a stand-up comedian, to be a sex worker, whatever. <laughs> and then if one day they realize they are probably never going to achieve what they come here to do, they will move away. Yeah. Or they do something else. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, like in LA, the reason why you meet people is because of the thing you do. So let's say like, you, I met you in comedy. And we have this, you know, thing we can talk about. And then we keep meeting each other at the mics or at the show. So we have that connection, you know, comedy is our connection. But if one day I give up doing comedy, I might not have the chance to see you again. Because that connection is, you know, it's lost. But right now we are real friends. So of course we will still see each other. But if we are just acquaintances Mm -hmm. and then the only connection we have comedy is not there anymore. Then I don't think we can be friends, you know. I
1: agree and it, sometimes it's kind of weird when like um, I'll see people and then like they're still around and like eight years later they reconnect because then they want something and yeah. you're like well that's
0: weird yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to sponsor your show film no yeah.
1: but then it's like also just kind of like well I can also see we're not close enough where we would just talk just to talk Yeah. but at the same time I'm like we're not connected enough that we're like friends where you can ask for stuff. But then I'm like, well, is anyone truly your friend? Yeah. Because I'm like, if I had a birthday party, who would come? I feel like it's only like you would come.
0: (laughs) (laughs) People would come. People who go to your mics would go.
1: But I think that's the thing. It's like, it's because I offer a mic. Let's say I didn't offer a mic that people wanted or I didn't have a show people wanted to get on or if I wasn't going to be on a TV show or something like that. If I didn't have anything to offer, who would come just because they like me? And I actually don't know how many people would do that.
0: I think human relationship, okay, I don't want to be so you know transactional, but I think mm-hmm. human relationship is a little transactional, yeah. but we can reframe it in a different way. My theory is if you want to be friends with anybody, you need to have something to contribute. You need to bring something to the table.
1: Oh, okay, so I have a theory on this. I think that people discount how much joy is actually something to transact. Yeah. Like, I have this one friend. We have been friends since film school, and we just bring each other happiness. Yeah. There's nothing like jobs or money. It's just more like when I sit with my friend, I feel so happy. Yeah. And we can talk and joy. And I always feel like there's so few people that I think bring me joy like that that i'm to me if i find that i feel like that's what matters but other people are like how can they bring her me money how can they and i'm just like why don't you look for joy i feel like that's much harder commodity to find but maybe that's because it's too hard to find
0: yeah exactly you want to spend time with somebody that makes you happy because otherwise you wouldn't want to spend time with them right like we are just okay i guess we are only searching for two things money and happiness anyways (laughs) 'Cause with a friend you cannot have sex. So that's why they are <laughs> friends. So the purpose of a friend is to bring you joy or money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right?
1: And it's interesting too because it's like the whole sex thing's interesting because I feel a little bit like so many people want sex from me but, <laughs> because
0: yeah, sexy
1: yeah thank you <laughs> but it's funny because it's like at a certain point you're like that's all they want from me Or yeah. i'm like a little bit like what else is there that they want because and i think that there's like, kind of a loneliness there for me and i think maybe that's why i just stopped doing it yeah. for so long because i'm just like i want more yeah but it's really getting to be like i'm putting too much like thought into it and i think i should just I think I should just be a whore, uh, you know. Just, a whore? Just go be a whore or a slut. Let's I'm probably going to be a slut because I'm not good at like getting the money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, a slut is somebody who have sex. But I feel like, okay, in my book, whore is somebody who actually enjoys the sex. Slut is somebody who has a lot of sex but don't really enjoy it.
1: Oh, see, I view it differently. Yeah. I think a sl- I think both could equally enjoy it, but I think a slut is basically for free <laughs> and a whore means for money. Okay. Or some or getting something. It doesn't want really have to be cash, but let's say gifts or something. Uh,
0: like right. That. So a slut is a freebie and horror whore is yeah. like... And that's pay. why
1: I would rather be a whore where I'm like, give me some gifts or something. Like, don't be just giving it away for free. Yeah.
0: I don't want to encourage you, but you can still be a whore. <laughs> <laughs> you have so much asset. <laughs> on your breast
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny i was thinking about my breasts where i, I have a fake boobs and i got like a double d and i'm like i got these fake fabulous boobs and then i just hide them i'm like to me i'm like they're so wonderful but only i can see it that's how i know i got them for me because no one can see them i hide them all the time have you
0: talked about your fake boobs in public
1: I have, but then what happens is people get so thirsty that I stopped. It's like one, right. to, one time I mentioned it, and then in comedy show, in a comedy uh, open mic, okay, and then somebody brought it up like a month later, and I was like, I didn't even bring it up this topic, <laughs> and you're still talking <laughs> oh about my it because they get so Men are excited. obsessed. Men with are obsessed, the, yeah. and they remember that detail. I'm like, I could tell them anything else about my life, and they won't remember. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, famous. you have three
0: sisters. Oh, that doesn't matter. <laughs> You have three boobs? Oh, they don't remember it.
1: <laughs> and even then one time... Okay, so normally when I do comedy now, I usually wear like a big sweatshirt or something that hides my shape. But one time I made the mistake is all I wore was a t-shirt that fit and jeans and one guy was like... <laughs> 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 he was like, I forgot what a hot body you have. I was like... <laughs> he goes, said that? Yeah. No. And like, we're like friends where it's not creepy.
0: Oh, but at the okay. same
1: time, I was like... I know he believes that. So I was like, I got to cover this up again because they get too distracted. But, you can even see their eyes staring at
0: their <laughs> body. But you don't... Not that you, I want you to like it, but isn't the purpose of having any sort of body surgery is to... Display
1: In a non-comedy setting So maybe on comedy Maybe because I'm on stage by myself yeah. I'm trying to make people laugh I don't want them to be turned on I want them to <laughs> laugh right? yeah. But if I'm on a date I'll dress nice I might have some cleavage So it's, I guess it's like a off-stage me Is different than like um, Yeah, stage
0: me Would, would you tell a guy that you are dating You have ba- fake boobs Or you want them to find out
1: um, I usually don't say it, but um I eventually talk about it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll eventually tell them. Sometimes they can't tell and I yeah. probably could not got away with not telling them. Yeah. But at a certain point I kind of like just share everything about myself. Yeah. So I'm just a be bit, honest like, just with you, yeah. 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 I'm very honest. Like I've had plastic surgery on my face yeah. and my boobs. And like also with my boobs, I think I might even go bigger next
0: time. <laughs> <laughs> you want a double E. <laughs>
1: i kind of am like oh they're not even big enough like i sometimes kind of want them bigger <laughs> i love big boobs i
0: love. <laughs> I them. wonder where this obsession come from that obsession like where is this desire come from like I why did you just is... like them yeah but
1: also i guess if i were to really analyze my childhood my older sister has giant boobs ah. and they're natural and she was always considered the pretty one and i was like an a cup and yeah. so not like you know, I wasn't really, like, my face wasn't amazing. My body was kind of like a stick. The only thing I really had going for me was I was considered to be tall and thin. Yeah. But I really always admired her, like, curvy shape. Yeah. And so I guess when I got older, I to steal like, her boobs? Yeah. <laughs> I had to go and purchase my own from a <laughs> Dr. Kim in Beverly Hills.
0: Is boob surgery a one-time thing or you need to do maintenance? You
1: have to do maintenance. So like every 10 years, but I'm going to be cheap and wait every 15 years. Maybe <laughs> that'll cause me some problems, but you're supposed to do it every 10 years. So it's, yeah, I'm I'm due for a few years to get new ones.
0: Okay. So do you ever give boob job to other guys? Like TT jobs?
1: Oh, yes. I've, I've done that before.
0: Before. Okay. Yeah, and, they,
1: and they love it. <laughs> they love it. <laughs>
0: You know, okay, as a gay man, I think I've only touched like five pairs of breasts in my entire life. Because some girls, they offer to let me touch. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, okay, I'll touch it. Does it feel different on a fake boob, the texture?
1: You want to feel my boob. Ah! You can, you can, because you're gay. Ah, okay. <laughs> but you can't, you can't expose them.
0: But you okay, but, but how, where should I touch it?
1: Uh, you can touch here, it's fine. Whatever. Oh, it's so weird. You can touch my boob. But I'm wearing like a like a.
0: It doesn't. It doesn't feel like these are really well done. because I was assuming you would feel hard
1: no I have really nice fake this one time I was like doing a modeling shoot with this woman and she shoots like playmates all the time and she was, she didn't know mine were fake and I told her they were fake and she was like so shocked where I was like maybe I need to stop telling people yeah
0: it's like, all <laughs> there it's on this podcast too late
1: <laughs> I can fool people so I but she was like who's your doctor yeah she yeah. was just like so amazing did you
0: do a lot of research before you go see that doctor
1: yes so what happened is when I was in my 20s I worked at this this, like sexy Asian nightclub, and all the girls went to this guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a, cult. It was like a cult. Surgery cult. And,
1: yeah, it was like downtown LA. All the girls were like so beautiful, and like I at the time, you know, I didn't have the fake boobs, and they were just so cool. And I really wanted to be like all of them. And like I, I, you know, some Asian girls say they don't like Asian guys. I love Asian guys, yeah. but I love thug Asian guys and all those thug Asian guys would like leave me for those girls with like they were sticks with like big boobs and I was like I want to be a stick with big boobs
0: (laughs) (laughs) you are now I am yeah but even
1: I'm like I'm even considered too thick to be the stick like these girls were like sticks
0: wow with
1: like giant boobs
0: I like that you have a really healthy attitude about surgery because I think a lot of girls they would think that is something, you know, you don't want to do. Or maybe they have like an unhealthy attitude about it. Maybe
1: it's like LA and maybe also like social media. People are more aware that it's not real. But they still want to look that way. Yeah.
0: Like I think for me, I'm not against any kind of surgery. Right now, the only thing I want to do to my body is probably uh, teeth. Like, I kind of oh. want to do, I don't want to do veneer, but I feel like I want to fix my teeth with some kind of surgery. I will Definitely, I'm not whitening it. Hmm. And then maybe I want to, I don't know if there's a kind of surgery that can just kind of shape my teeth to make it more aligned without actually being a veneer. I have stuff like oh,
1: that. Oh, braces, basically. Probably. Like but the Invisalign.
0: Yeah, and then, but there's like, if you actually look at my teeth, you can see like there's some kind of like, cook it is like a little yeah it would just
1: be braces basically
0: probably yeah Yeah, if you want them
1: straightened
0: and then uh because i drink a lot of tea and then sometimes i notice that the tea will leave a stain on my teeth and i also want to remove that too yeah
1: yeah you can always get them whitened that's pretty easy you can even get a crest white strip yeah i tried
0: that it did but it will give you some kind of sensation around your gum after you do that i don't like that sensation okay it's a little itchy yeah. yeah,
1: then I guess you could do the professionals just one time. Yeah. Be super white.
0: Have you done any teeth surgery?
1: Um, I've had braces. Yeah. And then my, my, my teeth, like, um, I lost the retainer a little too early. And yeah. so they shifted a little bit, but overall they're straight. Yeah. And then with whitening, I do straight. Crest white strips
0: Oh okay Yeah, yeah I, But
1: now I use Actually just charcoal Yeah Like there's charcoal powder I got off Amazon And I just use that to brush Oh I have tried that
0: and before and it, works. it does work Yeah okay. I, So
1: I stopped doing The white strips um, And now I just do The charcoal And it works
0: Does it make your gum Feel anything No yeah. it, it just
1: works Um. So you probably have to Do it more often Than a white strip would do yeah. But I, I think The charcoal works great
0: Was there a temporary solution Or you actually Improve your teeth Whitening Like in the long term
1: I just I don't know If it's like long term because i have to do it kind of frequently yeah. but even for like a week make them look white okay. i think that's good enough and it's just like i feel like it's natural who knows if it's gonna be secretly poison but like yeah it doesn't itch or anything it doesn't feel gross it's yeah. easy
0: well there are so many things in our life they are poisonous anyways yeah, yeah exactly we don't care. me with my
1: fake boob I mean, <laughs> <like>, poison whatever
0: <laughs> Poison in the fake boob is like a bag of mercury no <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, there's two types. It's saline or silicone.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I
1: think I have saline. I don't even remember actually saline or... The guy asked me, but I was basically like, I want as natural and I want a teardrop. Yeah. So there's two different types. Like the teardrop means where they like fall where they look real. And then there's the bubble boobs. Okay,
0: got you. So a lot of, like,
1: I think porn stars like the bubble Yeah, boobs. the bubble.
0: is like they are so shocked <laughs> looking yeah. at you. Yeah.
1: But I think they want that because that's more dramatic. Yes. And they want them to look
0: Exactly. Thick.
1: But me, I was like, I want to look, look as natural. real as
0: possible. You want You a teardrop shape.
1: When I show, like, because you have to show pictures of whose boobs you want. And I showed Halle Berry. <laughs> so I was like, this is my ideal boob. It's Halle Berry. I, like, love her breasts. Oh, my God. I was, like, looking at so many actresses breasts like to pick my own breasts yeah. and when I went to get them done like so I was an A cup and I just thought oh a C's good because that's bigger he was like I'm going to be real with you every woman regrets not going bigger
0: <laughs> up sale
1: yeah no it doesn't cost more yeah, it's just uh, okay. more about are you that, sure you are? Yeah. Because for him, he was like, C is small. Yeah. And so I was like, well, what do you recommend? He's like, how about you just let me pick based on the pictures you gave yeah. me? So then I woke up by like these double Ds and I was like, whoa. Wow. And then I, I ended up loving them. And now I even want to go bigger. So <laughs> I, he was right. He was like, you always want to go bigger.
0: So did you notice there is a change of man's attitude towards you before and after the surgery? Oh my do you God. get more dicks? Do you get more days? Okay. Do you make more money in your bank?
1: This is a crazy story. When I was in A-Cup, I was getting all those nice guys that wanted to marry me and that was my <laughs> 20s. And in my 30s, is like, all those liars who were like fun and rich.
0: <laughs> fake boo attract liars.
1: I think so. Something had changed because...
0: Because fake booby is also a lie.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I don't know what it was. So it's like, really, when you know... When I was in my 20s, I was legitimately, but I also, I don't know if it's because I was younger, but I was getting men who wanted to marry me. They're all nice. They all treated me really well. And that was a different life when i got these fake boots because i did it when i was 30 it was almost like a present to myself and that's when i started getting these like douchey like yeah and like party guys and like you know they're all way more rich than the guys i was getting my 20 like the guys i was getting my 20s were like nice guys right and i really actually liked them but i don't know what happened 30s i don't know what why i even changed myself but my whole lifestyle changed too
0: So I guess the conclusion is if you want to get married and have a kid with a nice guy, maybe you want to...
1: Don't get surgery. Yeah,
0: scale down to a cup first and then... Marry him And then scale back To E-cup
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean he probably Doesn't want that right? He probably wants Like a nice Like lady You know Well and, like, you
0: already trapping with The marriage and the baby <laughs>
1: Yeah And also maybe Once you have that You don't feel like Becoming this new person
0: Yeah exactly Because really
1: Once I was this new person Yeah it was like A lot different And like yeah I, I went from being Cute to sexy Yeah And I think you I think actually They treat you differently When you're yes, cute, cute And, and sexy trexy. Yeah. But
0: maybe there is just also the age. It's not necessarily because of the surgery, you know. But it's yeah. also
1: weird to yeah. be treated sexier when yeah. you're in your 30s versus your 20s. Like, that's yeah. kind of strange, right? Yeah. That doesn't seem common for women either. So, yeah, something really changed. And I, maybe if I want to go back, <laughs> maybe I should go back to A cup life and just be like, ah.
0: Yeah. Uh, I Change feel like all these uh, cosmetic doctors they should warn all the women before the surgery all be- the cheaters
1: will come Yeah, out. <laughs> all the
0: cheaters will come with this fake boob are you sure you want this? okay you like cheaters then you should get a D cup
1: <laughs> oh my gosh I was really thinking about cheaters so much um, of because of our first episode where like cheaters are so fun that's how they're able to get all these like people because like if you think about it like non-monogamy is not cheating right cheating is where they're actually like lying to you behind your back and all this sneaky stuff even a guy who's like walking out in the middle of the night and is like bye bitch that's not a cheater because he's Blatantly doing it in front of you, but these like slick cheater types—they're slick. Yeah, they love to lie.
0: They love to. They, lovely they love the thrill. They love the thrill. unpredictability.
1: Yes, and yeah. that's why they're so exciting. Yeah, but they—it's like a of, drug.
0: Something in their brand. They, they want that.
1: Yeah, and but they mess you up being around them because yeah. even if they're so fun, even if they're nice to your face, they'll mess you up because they. Alter your reality. Yeah. Because they're like, I don't know what's real, I don't know what's fake, you know? Yeah. And I even now for me, maybe that's also why I haven't dated in the past year until this recent relationship where it's like I just kind of detox from being around lying all the time. Yeah. But yeah. He, yeah. But I don't view plastic surgery as a lie.
0: No, it's not no. a lie. Especially if you're honest with it. Yeah. I'm super honest with yeah. it. And also
1: it's like everyone here does something. They get Botox, your hair color's fake, your clothing's fake. Most people like lie about their job. It's like there's their height. So everybody lies a little bit.
0: And if we have to be so philosophical, I think any kind of stuff that you put on your body, your face is a kind of surgery. Like makeup, wardrobe, all the filter that you put on when you are taking photos. Those kind of are like surgeries, but obviously it's not like surgery surgery. But my point is, every person has the desire to change how they look like.
1: Yeah, I have photoshopped my pictures so much that when I see non-photoshop things of me, I get so like, what? Yeah. It weirds me out. And then I remember I was talking to someone where um, I remember there's a photo of me and I wasn't wearing makeup that day and my hair was so greasy. But I was like, Nah, I'll just let them post it. And someone was like, you didn't look very good that day. And I was just kind of like, I'm not going to say to take it down because... If that's what i looked like yeah. i kind of have to some at a certain point you have to accept like maybe some days i'm just gonna look like shit you know yeah. and some days i'm gonna look hot some yeah. days i'm gonna look like shit it's normal
0: i'm so thankful i'm not a supermodel
1: <laughs> <laughs> i think you photograph really well
0: thank you so much yeah, yeah even
1: now i'm like you're so stylish and then you're like i'm wearing pajamas yeah, i was like really you're need to so be this is
0: what i wear when you, i go to bed to yeah. me you
1: always look very modely and like really cool
0: I'm not going to lie. I think when I was a high school student, I dreamed of becoming a supermodel. But I found out all these supermodels are just kind of shallow and dumb. I mean, not all of them, but most of them are kind of shallow and dumb. I was Mm. like, "Mm, I don't want to be them. Yeah. Also,
1: truly, with models you can't eat very much. No. Like yeah. you really, this is such a bad thing to say, but I think it's kind of true where like, it's a bad thing to say, but I think it's true. And I'm I'm going to say it really thin people photograph amazingly Yeah. like and to be that thin though you can't eat anything and it's just kind of like you either have to be really young where your metabolism's crazy high or you just can't eat and it's kind of like that's the life that who wants to have exactly you, know? it's like, you it's have to do a lot life. of drugs
0: so you can yeah. Just, yeah take a lot of uh shit and stuff yeah
1: Because like before the pandemic, I was actually able to get myself down to 120 pounds. And that was really hard for me. And now I'm like 135 pounds. And it's like that 15 pounds is means that I can eat an extra meal a day. (laughs) (laughs) Because I basically got down to like 12 to 1500 calories a day And that was just so hard to maintain Like once the pandemic came And I was like just eating at home by myself I was like this is what it's like to eat I forgot forgot. Well
0: you look amazing And I'm pretty sure 50 pounds of those body weight Goes to your boobs So (laughs) Don't worry. <laughs>
1: I think, like, no, could you imagine though, when I was like so thin with this giant boobs, I was like even, even hotter. But then it's like what I was, the, the hotness was wasted. I yeah. was like wasting it on like. But
0: cheaters. if you get your boob even bigger, <laughs> how much weight are we thinking they will add to your body weight? I
1: think it's only an extra pound or two. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't think boobs are that
0: heavy. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't have get any like, boobs.
1: Well, actually, who knows what I'll get? I don't even know Would what I'll Would you get do. a Brazilian lift? I, you know what's funny? I've actually considered doing the butt lift thing because the butt lift so cool, is because they take the fat from your stomach. So I was like, oh, I could eat more and yes, they so recycle. Your- yeah, but.
0: Environmental friendly.
1: I kind of think that that look is too hard to maintain. Yeah. Like, I kind of noticed that in the beginning, it looks smooth. But I kind of started to see women who've had it for a while, it starts to look kind of like. Um, cottage cheesy like it just starts to like not shape well cheese, it yeah. doesn't look right like a melting
0: right? cheese yeah yeah
1: it looks weird and I, it's almost like people who get fillers they don't look good after a while yeah yeah, you know? yeah. And, like, everything looks good when it's photoshopped but when it's not photoshopped everything looks kind of weird where sometimes i kind of think like we're playing with fire where it's like sometimes it's gonna get worse so that's why even when i when i got my boobs i was like no more stuff because I even considered getting my lips done, and all that stuff, and I was like, no. Like, yeah. At a certain point, when are you gonna end up looking like a freak? When is it gonna go wrong? You know? <laughs> yeah. And it will. I yeah. think there's a certain point. Yeah. Yeah. You
0: are very smart with everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's you hard know- to say
1: no. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I noticed that you you don't have an addictive personality, right? You don't, because I think I do.
1: Do you? What are you addicted
0: to? A lot of things. Like if I were you, and then I got plastic surgery I think I would just go down a rabbit hole I would just spend a lot of money mm-hmm. and just keep doing that and I am addicted to a lot of things if I'm ad- i have addicted to gambling I think I'm still kind of wow and then I'm addicted to sex I'm addicted to attention stuff like that but my point is like you said, you know I you know you should not keep getting surgery because at one point you will be kind of messed up and then you know the boundary you, you can tell yourself to stop mm. but if I were you, I don't think I would be able to tell myself to stop because I have this wow. addictive personality you know
1: Yeah, maybe I'm trying to think if I'm addicted to anything, because I actually can walk away pretty easily, but I also think I have a personality that um, maybe I stop myself too much. Where um, what do you? What's that word? Where you're like you don't get everything you want. Um, something about that. Where like losers. Yeah, no, like losers. <laughs> yeah. But it's like there's sometimes when I like want to do something and I just like oh I I won't do it and I just hold back hesitant.
0: Too much. Yeah, something yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah. So
1: sometimes I wish I was a little more like free you yeah know, um loosen up a little bit so maybe i'm like too rigid about stuff
0: yeah yeah but
1: i'm like so rigid where like i have a planner where i plan everything out like perfectly oh yeah um the one thing i can't really plan out is like when i eat like i like to binge eat yeah and so the doing the restrictive diet was like really hard for me when, when i was able to achieve it i was like shocked yeah um yeah
0: do you plan out your day like 8 p.m i'm gonna do something yeah. like that yeah. like
1: usually like um i don't like to do too many things a day yeah. so but i'll put a calendar and i really know where i'm gonna go i even in my planner i like highlight that like, by color yeah. so i'm like oh if i'm gonna work out it's yellow if i go to open mic it's pink
0: is it on paper, paper. or on paper i
1: think it's paper <laughs>
0: wow like you are so in, like, you are in early 2000s
1: i know i'm like i'm i'm like i'm a boomer but that's not even what a boomer would do yeah. i'm a millennial but do yeah. you use google
0: Calendar? you do
1: no i don't do electronic calendars really? like no. i actually think like i i don't like looking i like looking at paper yeah so i try to do as much stuff on paper as possible
0: but on paper sometimes if you have to change a thing it's really difficult. i have white
1: out <laughs> like i'm like such a dork i have white out and like i mark things out like it's it's really organized but it's it's very old school. You are always mine.
0: organized. I'm really impressed. Yeah.
1: I'm organized, but I think I'm too rigid. Yeah. Like, you know, if I have to drive somewhere far, I get kind of stressed and I don't like yeah, it. Or too. if too many things happen at one day, I get really stressed. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's some things I need to work on.
0: But I mean, that is how you keep your life organized. It's like mine. So you are not a spontaneous person, right?
1: I'm not spontaneous. And I'm like, I'm adventurous in the fact that if I plan something, I like to try something new. But if it's like completely new, I'm a little like, I get weird.
0: Like me, I'm very spontaneous. I don't think I'm disorganized, but I'm not as organized as you. And I like to do things like spontaneously. So sometimes I'll be like, oh, tonight. I have nothing to do, I can choose to watch a movie, I can choose to write, I can choose to work out, or I can choose to hook up. And then if a guy messaged me, I'd be like, let's do the hook up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: See, and that's what's weird, too, is, like, if a guy ever was, like, come over tonight, I didn't know him, I would be, like, ew. Yeah. And then if it was a guy that, like, let's say I went on a few dates with him, but we're not boyfriend-girlfriend, and he was, like, just come over, I would be, like, ew as well. Yeah. I feel like I'm only comfortable with, like, a casual, like, hey, do you want to come hang out if I, like, actually, like, know you, know you. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you need, like, three-day notice. A
1: little bit, like, because I I think I have to get in a mindset to leave my house. Do your
0: makeup. Yeah. I your boobly. Up. he'll be like, "I cannot meet you this way because I'm getting a boob surgery." My
1: boobs are perfectly lifted. <laughs> Doctor Kim did a great job. <laughs> don't discount Doctor Kim.
0: <laughs> this podcast should be sponsored by Doctor Kim. I contact
1: him one day. Hey, like Doctor Kim, look at me now. I yeah. don't think he knew. Is he an Asian? Happen. Yeah, only go to Asian. <laughs> like oh my god only koreans Korea, that's, yeah that's yeah. like my joke on stand-up but it's i actually believe it i was yeah. like koreans do the best plastic surgery
0: exactly yeah. there's truth in any stereotype so there's
1: stereotypes are sometimes true exactly right? it's like when i think about like certain influencers like i really like looking at um korean influencers with their um uh skincare oh my or goodness, their fashion skincare. And their music—they're just so fun. The Koreans are the so fun. Sorry, uh, Chinese Taiwanese people, but like
0: sorry. Yeah. I'm not really a K-pop person but I've listened to K-pop and I have to say oh my god on their music the most addictive to listen to
1: <laughs> Oh my god and I'm obsessed with like the fashion of the girls and I think and the, the girls dance are so the choreography pretty. is yes! really
0: complicated mm-hmm. a lot of american singers they cannot do they, those kind of choreography actually yeah. they
1: start them so young Yeah it's almost like this too it's like if you really want something i think our when our family is told us art wasn't smart that i think that's stupid basically though if you want to be an artist though if you're encouraged younger you will get a head start you will be better at your all about younger. the time and
0: practice yeah. experience you have yeah art is
1: not the bad thing it's discouraging them waste their time yeah exactly and it's about skill
0: do you know the writer david Sedaris? yes yeah so he's a human writer and then uh I'm reading his uh, latest book and then there's one one chapter so you know he would do all this book signing and one time he's chatting with a customer who bought his book mm-hmm. and then the customer was like, oh my God David, I'm so happy to meet you but you know my my daughter he also want to be a she also want to be a writer but I told her that she needs to have a They got plans so she will have something to fall back on because I feel like writing is such a difficult job to make a living with. And then David Sedaris was like, well, if you don't believe that your writer is going to be a successful writer who can make a living, that means you think she sucks at writing. (laughs) So you should not tell her to have a... Make a plan. You should tell her that I believe you as a writer. <laughs> you should chase your dream. <laughs> I think Davy Saderas has a point. But that's
1: I- hilarious. <laughs> 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 you think she sucks.
0: <laughs> I'm just paraphrasing. But no, but is, it's think, pay, Yeah.
1: Okay, so what are your thoughts on that? I love you, that. So oh funny. Oh, my God. this funny talks.
0: This is such a difficult topic. I mean, I don't think I will have kids, but if I ever have kids, and then she, they told me, hey, that I want to be a writer, I want to be an artist, I would be like, yes, I support you. <laughs> but what really don't want to just give you money and make it your art. I feel like you need to find your way to make a living, no matter what that is, you know?
1: Yeah, I kind of view it like... um, I do think you can see the talent when they're young. Yes. So, for instance, when I was young... Like in my high school, I basically wrote the school paper. Like they would joke that it was like the, called the Teresa Lowe Times because I wrote like seven articles each. <laughs> other, you know, I was just, I was a writing machine. I just loved to write. Yeah. And so it was, I don't even know if this is necessarily that it was good or bad, but it's just more like I really devoted a lot of time and effort to writing. And when I was younger, I would like, you know, draw stuff and like make little books and stuff. It's like that's all I like to do. And so I, even when then I was like, this is what I want to do with my life. And I was always really funny. I like had funny observations yeah. and stuff. And so I was kind of like, this is it. And I would win contests and all this other stuff. And my parents were still discourage me, but I'm like, I'm winning. Yeah. Like I'm doing well. Yeah. And my dad had this weird phrase that, even though he believed it, he still didn't apply it to me. But he was like, you can't tell. Like, if you're the best in your hometown, you may be the best in the world. It's basically if you're like third place in your small town, you're not the best. But yeah. if you're the first place, who knows what you'll be later? Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm kind of the best at writing in this town. Yeah. How come you don't believe in me? Everywhere yeah. I went, I kind of shown, you know, rose to the you're top. Yeah. yeah. But he still couldn't believe it. When I came to L.A. and I was getting booked on like, you know, the comedy store, the Hollywood Improv and stuff he still was just like why are you doing comedy I was like I'm on the best club yeah. in a big city. When is it enough for you? Yeah. And I remember my mom was kind of a hater too because I got signed to a modeling agency a few years ago, and she's like, "You got signed to a modeling agency." I was like, you, "Did you fucking get signed to modeling?" <laughs> <I'm>
0: <laughs> yeah. She's like, "Who has bigger boobs, mom?"
1: Mom, my <laughs> boobs finally paid off. <laughs> yeah. But she was. But I was kind of like, "What?" I, I I yelled at her. We actually had a fight for about a year. But I was like, "What will finally be good enough for you?" Like I'm considered one of the top people in a big market you still don't believe in me at a certain point it's like now I just think it's you guys are dicks at a certain point it's not me it's you I think they
0: are just like uh, they have this weird idea of like of you like what you should do and how you are supposed to live your life and then you are not doing the thing they want you to do so no matter what you do you will never be good enough for them that's
1: how i felt and i was even kind of like you can't even say that i'm not even like in coffeeville kansas anymore i'm Mm. in los angeles like what else is good enough for you yeah so then i actually got this point where i was like don't come to my stuff like when i had my movie premiere i didn't invite them and then they saw i had one and when they saw i had one my dad called me, and he was like, hey, I heard you had a movie premiere. And I was like, are you coming? And he said, no. <laughs>
0: then why does he even bother yeah, to tell you? I was like. They're so rude. Yeah,
1: I was a little bit like, well, thanks. Thanks for not coming. I was kind of like rude about it. But like, they're really supportive in other ways. Like, they, you know, like holidays, I see them and things like that. And so they're always there for me in that capacity you read envelopes <laughs> not even <laughs> i don't even get that anymore but i do get a birthday present i guess it's fine but like at a certain point i was like you're never really gonna support me as an artist but at the same time you have supported me as a as your daughter yeah, so yeah, i yeah, will accept yeah. actually being loved as your daughter and i have to kind of accept that as an artist i have to seek validation from someone else but it, it hurt it, it hurt, was hard yeah, yeah.
0: Listening to your story just made me realize how lucky I am because my parents—they are really supportive of my my art. Like even like right now, my dad he's watching my pornos. So. No, well, I mean, <laughs> so i like, <laughs> what?
1: That could just be like, <laughs> you're like, my dad's such a good guy. He watches my oh,
0: no. <laughs> My dad watch all the films I make. <laughs> he goes to all the movie premieres. <laughs> Whenever my movie is premiered on the side, he's the first to watch. <laughs>
1: what, a, what a great father. <laughs> well, let's see if your mother watches I that. don't
0: understand why people keep complaining their parents don't support their. Uh, my parents, they do. <laughs> I guess it will be different if I direct gay porn.
1: make <laughs> him watch that?
0: Maybe my mom will watch it. <laughs> but I want to ask you. As a writer, if one, day, I know you say you don't really want to have a kid anymore, but if you do have a kid and then your kid will be like, Mom, I want to be a writer. But you realize they are not good at writing. <laughs> Why would you do?
1: <laughs> you know what's crazy is like, I actually think that usually kids, if like let's the parents was something yeah. usually the kid would they, be good would some, be good yeah. too because they're surrounded yeah. by the art so I actually would still be supportive of them even if I really thought they sucked <laughs> I always thought maybe they could be like a literary manager yeah. or maybe a producer yeah. there's still something they they can do in the field so exactly. I wouldn't discourage them especially because like um, you know people were talking about like Nepo babies yeah. it's also just the idea of like they're surrounded by that their whole lives They their mentor is their parents exactly like, of course they're going to be good at it especially at a younger age because let's say like if your dad is like a big director he's never going to tell you you can't make money in exactly. the exactly you know
0: but what I'm always a little I feel bad for those kids whose parents are big stars or big writers big producers because I'm like they are always living in the shadow of their parents like Stephen King I think he has a kid who is also a writer
1: but the writer does pretty good yeah
0: but if I were the kid, I don't know how I would feel because I'm like, oh, my my identity or maybe like my work will always be associated with another person, which is my dad.
1: But like, think about like the Nepo babies that actually surpass their parents, like yeah. Amiley Cyrus yeah. or um, like even like Bryce Dallas Howard. She's doing great. Yeah. So it's almost like sometimes you can use that nepotism yeah. to push forward. So I kind of think it's more like, it gives you a boost and then it's up to you or to Or like it. Angelina
0: Jolie, she just gave herself a different name so people yeah. will be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah.
1: and I even think Stephen King's son changed his name too. Yeah. So it's almost like he got a book deal because of his dad and yeah. he changed his name. Yeah. So I kind of think it's like, you're given a boost and if you're if you're given all the the boosts in the world and you still suck (laughs) then you just suck that's your own business and you just suck yeah you know and then no one feels sorry for you yeah
0: work in the agency that's it yeah yeah. but
1: it's like if you're given a boost i would love to have a boost you know so it's kind of like whenever i see nepo babies it's just because we're secretly just jealous like there's nothing wrong with that yeah yeah. they're completely normal yeah yeah really sometimes i think about this too like if my parents had a restaurant in Los Angeles, I might have just been happy, op- live, you know, running their restaurant. Yeah. I didn't want to run their restaurant in Coffeeville, Kansas, yeah. but like here, maybe I would have liked to take it over or whatever. But it's like that's just not how it was. Yeah. So I had to go and do my life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you have been a successful writer. I mean, show you—it's really hard to make a living as a writer in Los Angeles, it's so but you hard. do it. But you do it, and uh, I really admire you because. I consider myself as a writer, but I'm not as productive and as disciplined as you. So thank you for being my life. So you're my, you're my role model.
1: You are so productive. Now we're just like feeding each other. No, like, I'm so not. Good. But you are though. You yeah. make so many movies. Like it's so hard to produce something, especially yeah. like getting wrangling people is really hard, <sighs> yeah. really draining. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, we all have skills that if we weren't, hardworking, there's no way you can survive here in, in, in Los, exactly. Los Angeles. So, really, to me, anyone who can survive and like actually like they're the ones paying their own bills, I'm very impressed by.
0: Exactly. And
1: other people, when they feel bad or whatever, like don't feel bad. Like, if you can do this without help, I mean, even if you need help, fine. Yeah. But like,
0: celebrate your success. Yeah. It's yeah embrace really hard. it. Yeah. yeah. And it's
1: like people who want to just keep going, they'll be fine if they keep going. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But sometimes I. I look at people who don't have jobs, yeah. and I'm just kind of like, "How are you a person?" Like at a certain point, don't you feel weird, exactly, not working? You know.
0: Yeah, I. This is not. This is gonna sound mean, but I don't respect people who don't have a job and who do not look for a job.
1: No, I. I agree. Yeah. It's almost like you know. They always say, like, open mic people versus comedians. Like, you can tell the difference. And sometimes open micers are just as funny as comedians. The real difference is they're just not professional. Exactly. Like, maybe they can't show up on time or they're crazy or something like that. But, like, real professionals generally are people you want to be around.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I want to clarify. Like, I understand sometimes it's really hard to find a job. I get that, but it's the effort to find a job. That is what matters.
1: There's always a job, right? Yeah. I remember there was this guy, he moved to L.A., and actually, there are several people like this. They moved to LA with big dreams or whatever. But when like I talked to, yeah. Yeah. Talk to them, I was like, you need to get a day job. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, but I don't want to do this or this. And I was like, everybody here at one point has waited so, tables yeah. or drove an Uber. Working
0: in the office. Yeah.
1: Boring, do a temp job. Everybody yeah. had to do that. taking
0: like, out phone calls, yeah. be a receptionist. Just
1: do something. Yeah. And then they're just like, well, I'm going to live off my savings. And it's like that only lasts for like three months months.
0: months. And I have a theory. If you want to be a really good artist, you need to live your life. Mm -hmm. You need to have life experience. And in order to have that, you need to have a job.
1: Yeah. You know, it's very interesting. I was always kind of like embarrassed because... You know, I went to like a fancy film school and then I ended up in the pornography business. (laughs) And, you know, I I find that really embarrassing. But now that I'm kind of embracing it and I tell people openly, they find the story to be so funny. Yeah. And people are just like, what? You know, and now that I like own it, I'm like, yeah, I actually feel safer physically working in pornography because it's mostly women and gay guys. where I just feel happy. And um, but I don't hide that part of my life anymore because you can't because then it would make no sense. Like, what did you do for like? And I think when you
0: embrace it, when you be when you are honest about it, people love that. People are attracted to honesty.
1: Yeah, and also it's like, I really appreciate all the people I've met. In this journey, you know, it's like they've all been... All the shitty people that I ran away from, I'm like, I don't want to ever see you all again. (laughs) But I'm really thankful for all, like, the porn people I've met. Like, I just... And the comedy people I've met. this has been such a fun ride.
0: Yeah, me as well. I think my life... uh, There are two decisions I will never regret. Going to comedy and then doing porn. Yeah.
1: When did you first start doing comedy? I remember the first time I met you. Yeah, yeah. I think, actually... I think you started following me on Instagram. I didn't know you, so I didn't follow you back. And then, like, I met you at, like, Bert's Backroom. And then I was like, oh, that's that guy on yeah, internet. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, that guy's funny. And so then we just started connecting more. And then I don't know how we actually became, like, friend friends. But, like, the, I remember when I saw you at Bert's Backroom, I was like, look at that guy with his green pants. Like, yeah, in those yeah, yes. are my
0: only pants. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to rip out real quick. Okay. Okay. But going back to what, how did we met? I think I started doing comedy, like, in 2018 maybe i forgot baby and then uh i came across you on instagram and then i followed you and then i remember back then you were an inspiration to me for some reason
1: <laughs> for some reason <laughs> yeah
0: why because back then i have this weird misconception where i was like oh if i do stand up comedy then i cannot be a writer i don't know why i would think that oh. yeah and then uh, i was like oh if i do stand-up comedy then i would basically waste my film degree because i feel like i love stand-up i feel like the society don't respect stand-up comedians and stuff like that but but like that was back then when i just started so i i i think i thought that stand-up comedy is a art form that not a lot of people respect which Uh i think might be true but i remember i love stand-up i still love stand-up i want to do it but Back then, I just have this weird thinking. I'll be like, shit. But I feel like the society would not respect me. Back then, I cared. But now I don't. Mm. But you and I, we have a lot of similarities. Like, we are both Asians. And then we both write. And we both uh, go to film school. Yeah and then you just keep doing stand-up and like I feel like you don't really give a fuck about how society think of you as a stand-up comedian so I'm like oh then maybe I should not care about people's perception of me as a stand-up comedian
1: that's amazing that's so funny that's so funny to hear that I inspired somebody which is so weird to me yeah Because I feel like I'm just, like, such a (laughs) (laughs) fuck-up.
0: And it's really funny that we accidentally end up living in the same neighborhood.
1: Yes, and this has helped a lot. Like, I just, I don't know. And, like, I really enjoy our friendship. Yeah. Because I don't view a lot of people as friends. Because it's, like, I think you're right every adult friendship is somehow transactional. You know, have to give something. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like at a certain point, I feel a lot of people take and they don't give. Yeah. And I feel like we're constantly giving and Get taking these, yeah. and other people, I'm just like, just take, take, take. Like one time, somebody contacted me and like I booked them on a show. They've never booked me. They've never come to any of my stuff. But then they're always constantly like, can you hook me up with your connections and blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, how much can you take from me? At a certain point, I'm like, I, I'm always going to be nice or whatever, but... At a certain point, you just wonder exactly how much. Yeah, you yeah.
0: cannot take all the time you need to give.
1: They always take, yeah. So many takers, yeah. Yeah,
0: this has been a great episode.
1: Yes, I really enjoyed this.
0: It was so shy of me to confess my love for you as my inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> you inspire people, you just don't know. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. We might be inspiring people when they are listening to this.
1: Maybe they're gonna be like, I'm finally gonna go to a cum dump myself. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there is a motel um, uh, I forgot the rope I, I will uh, share it in a common area <laughs> see you there okay, okay. Uh, well this is Oliver Wong you can find me on Instagram at Oliver Wong comedy or TikTok
1: and this is Teresa Lowe you can find me at Teresa Lowe writer on Instagram
0: please 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 subscribe to our podcast on any podcast platform you are listening to thank you so much
1: Bye-bye. Bye-bye.